Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're doing our now, I guess, annual preseason award show where we're going to, we have five categories each. We're going to try to pick MVP, breakout player, bounce back player, deep sleeper, and unexpected bust of the season. And I mean, we've had mixed results in the past doing this, right? I mean, I think last year our list looked pretty solid, but I, w- I won't mention my MVP. It was a terrible pick, and Jeff won't mention one of his uh, breakout players. It was a terrible pick. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. If you can find it somehow, good for you. I'm not telling you what I, I did. Four out of five, though, we're <laughs> yeah. in the in the very close ballpark. So yeah, I feel I, good about it. I, I feel good about my deep sleeper was Traquan Smith. And you know what? He had a couple relevant games. That's all you need from a deep yeah. sleeper. We're going really deep sometimes with these deep sleepers. Um, so if, they, if they're relevant at all, it's, I think it's a, it's a bonus. So we're going to go over all that. Uh, before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. The website's fantasyfootballprofit.com. And you can always support the show as well if you go to Patreon. And we're patreon.com slash fantasy football profit there if you want to help us out. And I'll oh, check out YouTube too, youtube.com slash fantasy football profit. We always have more stuff going on on YouTube as well. And first off, Jeff and I are just back from our, our main league draft the other day um, over the weekend in. Nashville, Tennessee. We don't need to mention mine, but how do you feel about your team? Pretty good? Yeah, I feel good. I mean, it's an intense draft because, obviously, we have keepers. We have, you know, trading budgets. We have all this kind of stuff. So where we started off, especially where I started, I feel very, very good. I feel like especially I got, I mean, I don't want to rejoice over injuries, but it looks like because of Lamar Miller, because of some other stuff that happened, I might have... uh, you know, someone that could help me in the future. Obviously, someone that uh, actually Craig talks about yeah. in the uh, what uh, league what, winners episode. league winners. I called yeah. him. I called Duke Johnson a Duke league Johnson. winner. And hopefully, you listen to my advice and weren't me and didn't listen to my own advice as I drafted uh, Lamar Miller. <laughs> yeah, just what half hour before yeah. and I drafted Duke Johnson, so that was fun to rub it in his face immediately. Well, okay, Lamar Miller was cheap. It was just a. I'm not, I wasn't. Uh, it's whatever. But <laughs> all right. Enough about that. But also I have to mention, we are actually sponsored today again by my bookie. They're back with us this year. After last year, we did our uh, point spread picks every week last year. And well, we weren't very good. I would say we were very average. We weren't bad, right? We were just extremely average. So my bookie is back on board this year with us. And we'll probably be doing some point spreads as we get into the season. But, you know, no games yet this week for NFL. But if you want to go to mybookie.com, sign up and use the promo code PROFIT, you can definitely um, you get a bonus there if you deposit some money. And you can bet. How about go after the college games this weekend? we got college football starting this weekend. Jeff, you got um, your Spartans are big, uh, big favorites this weekend. They should be, right? <laughs> right. I mean, well, at least we have week one. <laughs> you got who, who, who do they got this weekend? What is it? Is it uh, uh, middle? No, Michigan's playing Middle Tennessee State, which... They they should hopefully win. Michigan State has Tulsa. Michigan State Woo. minus twenty three at home against Tulsa. Are you gonna bet that bet that line there, or do you think eh, that's? You know what? We're never we're never for rubbing it in. <laughs> is that is that the case? <laughs> yeah, you know we're gentlemen. And that over under a forty seven and a half. I just feel Michigan State. I just Oof. feel like it's gonna be an under. Sorry. Yeah, that's a lot. 
So <laughs> if you want to bet on that game, I don't know if you really want to bet on that game. That one kind of feels boring, like all Michigan State games, kind of a pointless team to watch. Um, you can go watch Michigan Middle Tennessee State. That's a much better game. Yeah, much more relevant. <laughs> right? I mean, no, not really. Michigan's 34-point favorites in that one. And that should be a 34-point favorites. They're going to be uh, – you know, I say my favorite thing to do last year, I'd go to whatever game Oklahoma was pay- playing and bet the over. It was just, it was money making. It was a money making machine last year. I mean, they don't have Kyler Murray this year, but looking at September 1, they're playing their first game against Houston, Houston versus Oklahoma. The over under, 82 and a half. That, wow. Yeah. I mean, that, that. And I would still bet the over if it was last year. I'm betting the over in that Oklahoma last game. Year, that seems. Aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to go do that, go to mybookie.com, use the promo code PROFIT, and get in on the college football action this week because we're just another week away from NFL, almost there. But all right, preseason awards time, Jeff. We'll go. We'll, we're just going to start out with the best. We're going to start out with MVP. How about that? We're going to start out at the top and go down from there. So MVP 2019, who is your predicted MVP this year? And this, I mean, before I don't know what you're picking here. This right. could mean a lot of things. You could pick a guy a little bit later, and you get to be the top, or you could pick you at the top. It's however and, you feel. And honestly, I feel like I, I just had for the MVP. I'm just straight up this year. I'm going to predict who I think is going to be the best fantasy player, and I got to go Saquon Barkley. I kept saying there was always you know who should you take number one. I kept saying Barkley. I'm sticking to my guns. I think you know there's the worry about the team. How good are the New York Giants going to be? Look, this guy was the second best running back last year as a rookie with a bad, you know, Giants team. Maybe Eli has a, a fire kind of lit underneath him. Um, obviously, they're going to give him the ball a ton. I think that offensive line is a little bit better than it was last year because they have some guys back from injury. So I think Saquon is, you know, no one's going to argue with me. I think he will be the MVP. But there, there are definitely some other guys. Did you go straightforward like me or did you pick a guy later on because of the value? kind of a mix okay it's i think it's pretty straightforward but it's also some value and it's todd Gurley. i like it i like it it's 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 a mixture for me so i think he's still possibly the best running back in the nfl fantasy wise and you can get him sometimes in the second round i love it i'm i'm just i'm i'm bored nothing about this preseason has thrown me off of this i i just I know there's a lot of people that are just extremely worried. And why why they seem to be worried, it really seems to stem from the postseason last year and the Super Bowl and the Rams telling everyone he's going to play and then he didn't. I mean, what, what incentive did the Rams have to tell the Patriots, oh, hey, our top running back's not going to really play, so you guys don't worry about game planning for him? What incentive did they have for that? They had none. Of course they were going to say that he's going to play. They were going to let the Patriots game plan for him. And then, you know, they knew he wouldn't quite be there. He didn't play it all this preseason, obviously, as expected. It just, I think he's going to be great. Yes, the workload might be diminished some, but I, okay, the knee is a worry. Like I've said a million times, I think more for the future. This isn't just something that's just ending his career right now. And you know what behind him? Remember all that Daryl Henderson hype? Daryl Henderson really hasn't looked that great. In preseason, even this game three, preseason game three, which is really supposed to be like one of the, you know, so a lot of times the tune up 
He had 11 carries for 28 yards. He just, I mean, in, in the preseason, he said 23 carries for 57 yards. That's not terribly impressive. I'm not that impressed with him. Malcolm Brown might be ahead of Daryl Henderson. Those two guys are not good enough to stop Gurley from getting a majority of the workload. Even if Gurley drops down to 65%, 70% instead of 90%, he's going to be great. Todd Gurley, MVP. Stop worrying about it so much, people. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, you know how I feel about that. I think it's great. Saquon was so close to him that yeah. I, I still like the the youth. You don't have to worry about the knee. But, it, I mean, the fact that he didn't fall out of our top 10, I mean, even top five, really, for a very long period he's of time. Still, he's still my number five on the list. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I like it. And you're right. He, You actually do get him for a value. And I, I love, you know, when you're making that turn in the second round in a snake draft, the fact that you can get a that kind of caliber of a running back paired with a wide receiver, I think that is a deadly place to be. So I, I like the pick. Stay yeah. strong. <laughs> yeah. All right. Breakout. What do you got for breakout player? All right. Breakout is a guy that I have loved for a very long time. He hasn't been able to get it going because he has always been hurt. I think this is finally the year that he is healthy. He is going to make waves. He is one guy that truly can just absolutely shoot up the ranks and He's a name everyone knows. So it's Delvin Cook, and people are going to say, what, what do you mean breakout? But he, he's never done it before. He's, he's always been hurt, and he's ranked uh, his uh, rookie year. He only got to play four games. He ranked 64th, and then last year, playing 11 games, he, pl- he was 31st. So he yeah. hasn't even been <laughs> overall a starting running back in fantasy, and there's been a lot of hype. He's a terrific player, and if he can stay healthy, I think this is a no-brainer. But um, that's what I'm predicting. I yeah, people don't when you when you put the Delvin Cook out there, they're like, oh, he already broke out. He already broke. No, yeah, he he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't finished in the top thirty. I mean, it's clear if the guy can stay healthy. He's gonna be what he's gonna be up there. And I have no, I have no hesitation with him. I think he's gonna be good. And yeah, that will be a breakout. So I'm I'm completely on board with that. And I there was a player I I did not pick Aaron Jones for this. I thought about it. People do the same thing on Aaron Jones. Like, oh, he already broke out. But really, did he had a couple good games? Yeah. If you consider that a breakout, I mean, not really. I mean, I just I didn't end up picking him for it, but I, I went I went elsewhere. But Jones would be another one for me in that spot. But Cook, yeah, he's and you're getting him at a nice value. I love that because you're getting him. He's going what eleventh, twelfth running back off the board, kind of a thing. So actually fifteenth. Well, really? Actually, I lied. He is ranked as 15th on Fantasy Pros, and he is going ADP 18th. That's interesting. He's, he's going down a little bit. And that, that is overall, I apologize. Oh, but still. Overall. But so, still, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's, yeah, that's good value, though, getting him in the end of the second-ish round, yeah. kind of. Right. Let not me bad. actually look what, what running back he is. Okay. So 10th, he's going 11th as so, a running back. Oh, but, looking, yeah. I, pulled, I pulled up. He's still ahead of uh, Todd Gurley. No, come on, guys. Gurley needs to be higher. Just has to. Okay. All right. My breakout. So what I went with here was a guy. It's hard to have broken out before because he actually was hurt all of last year, but I still think it's a breakout. Darius Geis. I'm on the Darius Geis bandwagon. I really haven't talked much about him. And the reason for that was we had not seen him. I loved Darius Geis last year coming out of LSU. I absolutely love this guy. He was. I thought he was in line for a huge season. He was my, my not my favorite. You always forget Saquon was a rookie. He just was Saquon yeah. is his own thing. Darius Geis was my favorite rookie that wasn't Saquon. 
And the injury obviously ended that season before it got going. But we finally got to see him play in you know the third preseason game. And I liked what I saw. He looks like he's going to be... He's going to be fine. He's going to be healthy. He he just showed some good things in that in that preseason game, which made me like that's just I mean his first action in over in about, just about a year, and he really had no NFL action before that. I'm a fan, and I think it's going to work out. Peterson will be there. Peterson will get work. That's that's the the worry, I guess. If you're a, a, you know looking to for guys to have a big season, Peterson's not going away. He's going to be there, but this might be more of a gradual thing with guys where it's more of a 50-50 split early on. Peterson gets quite a bit of a workload, and maybe as it goes, Geis gets more and more of the work and you know has a big season. So this isn't just because I picked him in our league. <laughs> I, I was on Geis before that. The preseason game just showed me, okay, I, like, I just didn't have a chance to really talk about on the podcast because he hadn't. Yeah. there was nothing to talk yeah. about yet. And actually, it's a very good um, segue, if you will, because Geis, last year, we were big fans of him. I got burnt by his injury in the Scott Fishbowl League. Yeah. Um, but watching him in the preseason this final or this past game, the the way he runs is so aggressive, like it's so violent, if you will. And it reminds me a lot of my bounce back player who is gonna be Leonard Fournette. Okay. So this guy is terrific when he can stay on the field. Last year he really had a, a rough time with injuries. Uh his rookie year, when he only played thirteen games, he still missed three games. His overall rank was eighth as a running back. This next year, he only got to play eight games out of the top 30, 37th. Um, but they changed things up. You have a different quarterback. Um, and if if this guy can stay healthy, and I, I mean that relatively, like I, I think 12 games or more, he has a real shot of being a top 10 back. And that is crazy to say. He looked good in the preseason. I'm, I'm rooting for him because I, I don't want a guy of this caliber to get cut down by injuries. Um, but... Yeah, I, so I, it's a little bit of a rooting one. I don't think he's going to play full season, but I think he'll play enough, and I think he'll be a great ba- bounce back candidate. He just kind of gets forgotten. We don't talk about him much. No one seems excited about him. He's fallen down to 14th running back in the ranks, twelve, I guess 12th in ADP at least. But he's like going behind on Johnson now. And Fournette, I mean, last year we he was way up there in the ranks. Everyone loved him. He was on a bad team with no quarterback. How can it was? It's been extremely hard for him to actually be able to show what he could do in two years with Blake Bortles as your quarterback, and the teams can stack the box. Yeah, absolutely. And isn't it crazy too that this is only his third year? Doesn't it feel like he's forty in the league or something? It feels like he's been around. um, Been around forever here. Yeah, really. I mean, he he was. That's the crazy part. You you forget how good he really was coming out, and how good he was his rookie year when he was for the most part healthy. And he's always had injury concerns, even in, in college. But, I mean, you usually have that one special guy coming out of college. That was Fournette three years ago. I mean, it's crazy to think, but, I mean, it really was. I mean, you had, what, Gordon, Zeke, Fournette, Saquon last year. I mean, he is one of the special talents that came out in the past five years. And people yep. are kind of pushing him aside. Yeah, and he, he finally is a quarterback that can at least make the defense honest. I don't think Foles is great. But he can make them honest. I would agree with that. You I, know was, what I mean, yeah, I was that, afraid you were going <laughs> to no, overplay no. the hand. They yeah. just can make them like if all they do is sell out for the run. Foles can at least make them pay. Yeah, and he's not. Yeah, it's just and, and between him and that's why I said I when I I watched Geist the other night, like his running style reminded me of him. Fournette makes 
every single person pay. Right. And yeah. and if you're a cornerback and you're you're you have to stop him from getting to the end zone, you are gonna get buried. Like this guy is probably oh, yeah. the most physical runner I've seen in a very long time. He's a whole lot of fun, but also obviously why it leads to injury. And so my player here is another one coming back from injury. It's not like he had a bad season last year. He was pretty good until he got hurt at the end. But I'm expecting him to bounce back into the top three or four of wide receivers. It's Odell Beckham. So he was hurt for most of the 2017 season. You know, only played four games, didn't do much. Last year, he did come back and play 12, and he was he was good. But then he missed those final four, and he still, you know, kind of just wasn't – it wasn't another Odell season. You know what I mean? It wasn't just what he should be. And part of that is playing with Eli Manning. This is going to be – this This is the year he comes back and becomes I, – I think he's going to finish top three. I am really believe he's going to be a top three wide receiver. I don't know who that means he's going to be in there with. If it's, it might be Hopkins, Adams and Odell, it might be Hopkins, Julio and Odell. I don't care. It's Odell's in the top three. The other guys will have to sort it out. <laughs> Odell's in there and he's going to become, he's going to have a hundred catches. I think 1400 yards, 10 touchdowns at least. It's gonna be a big season for Odell. Yeah. I mean, it's Odell. I'm not going to put anything past him. I mean, the guy could play half a season and still probably rank in a, you know, the top 30. He's, th- he's that good. I, obviously, I love him. I love the situation. I, obviously, I think it's a good pick. All right, let's keep moving. Deep sleeper. This is an interesting one. I the There's a million guys you can <sighs> so throw out there for me. because it's just deep sleeper. You can make up any random argument you want. <laughs> so, yeah. so what how, are we going with? It, my, my problem is always how deep do you go? Kind of just eh, however, however you want to. All right. Um, I'm going to give an honorable mention to someone before. Last year was James Washington for me. Yep. I feel like he's not deep enough this year, but otherwise I would because I think he was I think he was in the top 50 of, of wide receivers. He just kind of went past that threshold. Um, so I just want to put out there a year early on him, but I still very much believe in James yeah. Washington. But who I'm going to pick this time around, and I'm – and, uh, yeah, it's a um, – especially in a PPR league, but I'm going for Cole Beasley. I, I know it's a weird pick. I've talked to him a little bit a few times. But especially if you're in a PPR league, this is someone that no one is ever going to pick up right now. I think he's a great pickup if you if you need some experience on off the waiver wire. I think he's going to catch a lot of balls. And I truly don't think that Dallas was ever – their intention was never to get him the ball a lot, right? He, he's a small, undersized receiver that plays out of the slot that you don't think is the big play guy. I think in Buffalo where – it is completely wide open, and you have a young quarterback that um, has, you know, struggles with accuracy. I think this is the guy that can get open in short yardage distance that is really going to help him. It is obviously I'm playing a hunch, to be honest, but every time that he has been put in a position um, where he gets more of a role, he has succeeded. Um, if he somehow finds the end zone, I, I think that Cole Beasley could come out of nowhere because right now he's ranked 85th. Like no one's talking about him. I get it. He doesn't have the you know quote unquote you know look of a you know star wide receiver by any means, but he is a really good football player, and I think he is in a situation where they need him to actually produce. So he is going to be my deep sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> he, there's no talk about him. He's the fourth. Buffalo receiver ranked, but yeah, he's not going to finish out the year fourth and catches on that team. There's absolutely no way. And even more in a PPR league, he's a great, yeah. even a better sleeper in a PPR league. Uh, yeah, I feel, he's going to rack up catches. Thank you. I feel much better about in a PPR, but yeah. I still think he he holds value. Um, 
So, yeah, watch out for him. Well, I mean, and I've liked Zay Jones. He showed some stuff at the end of last year, but there is no guarantee of anything with him. Same with Robert Foster. He showed yeah. a little bit, but there's no guarantee that he could do anything. Beasley's like a known thing. You know what he's going to do. And yeah. John Brown even. John Brown, who's ranked much higher than these guys. We've seen we've, – we've been burned by John Brown before thinking he could do it, and he still hasn't been able to. Yeah. Beasley, you know Ken. And also – and you don't – I don't put a whole lot of stock in preseason, obviously. But the things I wanted to see from Cole Beasley when he was out there, there was one drive where he caught like four passes out of five from mm-hmm. him, just little dink and dunks. And I was like, that's beautiful. That's exactly yep. what I want to see from him. So, you know, obviously it's a deep sleeper, so – <laughs> you know, yeah. I have to take a little bit of liberty with with what I think, but yeah. Right. So my player is ranked one spot ahead of Cole Beasley. Beasley's eighty fifth, mine's eighty fourth. John Ross. So John Ross, <laughs> I went deeper. <laughs> he did by one. So John Ross. I mean, well, I mean, again, say it a million times. He was drafted in the top ten two years ago. He just again got back from an injury just now. I know. It's just that is obviously the issue, but. There is an opportunity right now with A.J. Green out. There is a true opportunity. And with uh, Zach Taylor coming in at, you know, as the new coach, there is in, you know, an opportunity, possibly a, a idea that maybe they use him like they used maybe Brandon Cooks, another speed guy. Maybe they use him like they – whoever – however they do it. You don't right. know. But the Rams showed an ability to use those kind of guys. If, if he could go into even that kind of role and just become relevant – and shoot, just get him the ball somehow. I feel like they're going to find a way to get him the ball. I don't know what – it's It's not going to be like huge receiving numbers, but it could be on jet sweeps and whatever, you know, little screen passes, get him the ball. This guy is just insanely fast. You just got to get him the ball and see what happens. And he just has not had that opportunity in his two years yet. I just feel like there's something there. There's so much talent there, I feel like, and he hasn't got a shot to use it. I feel like Taylor's the guy, he's the coach who's going to try to find a way to use it. And without A.J. Green for at least a few weeks, maybe we'll get to see it. I hope so. Because Tyler Boyd is fine. I don't think Tyler Boyd is some amazing wide receiver. Tyler Boyd's a good, he's a good receiver. He's a, you know, he's a good number two guy. He's not your number one, really. And if he is for a bit, still, let's, I want to see what John Ross can do. And so I'm picking John Ross here. One one more time. But you don't have to do anything to get him, so... Why not? Why not try it? No, and I honestly, as a deep sleeper, I really like the pick. Obviously, we—it's another guy that has just been hampered by injury, and you haven't really been able to see his full potential. Last year, he played in more games than you realize, but at the yeah. same time, he also put up better—I won't say numbers—but the fact that he got into the end zone seven times last year is mind-boggling to me. It really, I, it really is. When he you, really didn't play all that yeah. much, it, and that is a, that is a crazy number when you you just don't remember that. Yeah, as that being the number, and yeah, and I, I do think that man, he, he's they have to figure out what they have with him, and it's him and Tyler Boyd. That's it. I mean, AJ Green. As much as I love him, it looks like this is the the downturn, right? I mean, they, what are you going to do after this? I mean, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I really like it. I think if you can get him extremely, late, he's probably a waiver pick, and yeah. I like that fact. Like, why not? If you're really struggling with wide receivers. I like that one because his upside is very, very high with how, how fast he is. So, so beautiful. All right. Final category in which ends up being our most controversial category most years. I feel like people get some, yeah. you get some angry people with this one because they we are not exactly calling this player a bust. I'll say that we're just saying this. We're just making a prediction. OK, this is this is our unexpected 
bust of the year. So, it got, you know, it doesn't always work out. Last year I picked, uh, it was a terrible pick. Again, not going to talk about it. But people get angry with this, just like they got angry with my bust candidates uh, post I did on Instagram a few, few weeks back because they feel like I'm calling their player a bust. No, I'm just saying there's some potential there. So this is our unexpected bust 2019, Jeff. Who do you have? So last year, I felt uh, I was correct, but I wasn't able to fully celebrate it <laughs> because true. it was an injury to McKinnon. Yep. I'm going to go with another high-profile running back this time around, and people are going to absolutely hate me. I get it. And I don't think it won't mean he's not relevant and you don't drop him or anything like that, but I think that Le'Veon Bell is going to be the unexpected bust. And why I say that is because right now he's a top 10 running back, right? I mean, he's going above even Gurley. I don't know how high he's going. I think he's, was he seventh or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he was about seventh, I believe. Sixth or seventh, yeah, probably seventh. Okay, so there is uh, a lot of, yeah, okay. So, yep, he's ADP seventh right now. Uh, right now, you can still get Delvin Cook, Mixon, Gurley, um, just below him. And then even after that, you have Damian Williams, Aaron Jones, Fournette. You know, there are guys that you can get. So not only are you picking him high, but you're what you're doing is you're kind of living off of what he has done before. And it kills me to say it's about Le'Veon. But he is going into a situation that is so much worse than what it was in Pittsburgh. We haven't seen him play in a year. I'm glad he, you know, that probably gets him healthy. But you have to think that he's a little bit rusty. You're not playing with the same guys you played for your entire career. And you're going from Pittsburgh in 2017, when he played with them, was a top, I think they were seventh. They were a top 10 offensive line, the way they ranked it as far as rushing. He is going to a Jets team who last year ranked dead last as an offensive uh, group trying to block for the rush. It doesn't mean they didn't improve, but I guarantee they didn't improve by 10 spots. They're still going to be in the, say, you know, 20 or worse. And that is not where you want to be, especially when you don't really have um, a quarterback as of yet. I think that he could be a lot better, but I don't think you have a quarterback or an offense as of yet that can take the pressure off of you. You're going to be the person everyone keys on. And yes, you're going to get it thrown to you. You're going to get to run. Um, but are you really going to reproduce the numbers that you did in Pittsburgh when you rushed it uh, 2017 when you rushed it 321 times and led the NFL in rushing attempts. And on top of that, you had 85 receptions before it was even fashionable. I don't know if you're going to reach those numbers and you're on a much worse team. Mm -hmm. I think you're, and yes, obviously he did extremely well and he was ranked second overall. And then before the year before that, he was fifth overall, but you pair all that together and you're still picking him in the first round. I think that he is going to be, considered a bust after the fact where you're like man i could have gotten three other guys before i got him where he actually ends up i don't know i'm rooting for him but at the same time i if i'm reading the signs if i'm reading the tea leaves right now i'm saying this guy signed up for for a big disappointment i have not found myself drafting him i haven't drafted him in one, one place yet it I never, and we did how many relegation leagues, and I couldn't ever find myself picking him. Every time he would come up, if it's in that spot in the first round, I went wide receiver every single time. There's something about it that worries me, too. I didn't pick him for this, but it worries me. He probably would be my number two pick right here. It, I just, I'm not saying he's, I don't know if he's going to bust. It's just 
I have too much worry and hesitation to take him. And I get it. I know why people are immediately going to have that knee-jerk reaction to say, what in the world are you talking about, Jeff? Because if you look at where he's ranked as far as running back, remember he's always been in Pittsburgh, who runs the ball incredibly well. We saw what James Conner was able to do, just plug and play, and he was amazing last year, right? Uh, 14th, 2nd, 45th when he got hurt, he only played six games, and then 5th and 2nd. So he has always been up there, so I get it. People do not want to bet against him because of how good he has been. But... You know, look at the numbers and then look at where the Jets are right now. You know, maybe they will improve and maybe in the future he will get back to that place. But I don't think this is the year. So my bust. People might be angry about this one, too. It's how it works. It's James Conner. Oh, look at that. All right. Well, I wish I would have known that. I wouldn't have doubt. I would have talked so highly of the Pittsburgh. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's part of it, though, is. I'm not necessarily sure that it's just James Conner himself. I uh, gotcha. You know what I mean? I think you can plug in anybody like you just said. You can plug it. You plugged in James Conner, and he had a lot of very good weeks. He had five good weeks. That's it, though, Jeff. He had five. I'll say, I'll, okay, I'll give him a six. I'll give him a six because of his touchdown. So he had six good weeks. I believe if you plug Jalen Samuels in there, I believe if you plug Benny Snell Jr. in there, they're both going to produce as well. So anything that James Conner doesn't do here, if he gets hurt, if it's just a, if it's not happening right away. I mean, I can definitely see him not living up to the uh, the rank. So if you look at his six, I give him I'm giving him a six good game. So he had five games over 100 yards rushing which were very good games and in four of those he had two touchdowns so it really spiked his season well those you know four four games over 100 yards with two touchdowns and no that was that was huge the other one he had over 100 yards he did catch a ball for a touchdown and then his the other good game was a 15 carry 60 yard but two touchdown game other than that it was eight for 17 it was 15 for 61 it was nine for 19 it was nine for 25 it was 13 for 53 and it was 14 for 64 it's a lot of bad weeks. It's a lot of very average weeks. And I mean, there is a chance, obviously I rank him. I still have him ranked like ninth or 10th. He can be very good, but there's a real possibility if it, if he's not quite producing or if he gets hurt again, somebody else, Samuels Snell jumps in there. They don't give up the job and it could be as easy as that. And so James Connor, my unexpected bus, he's another one. I haven't found myself drafting. I just, I, I can't, I can't do it. I would uh, rather have other players around there. So, James Conner. Yeah, I um, I, I find it hard. I like the argument that if he gets hurt, he might not get it back. I could also see it where this is the first time where they don't go for a complete primary back like they have in the past with with Le'Veon and so on. Um, and to your point, just to lock it down, you kind of went over James Conner's numbers and how they were good and yeah. also you were sprinkling bad. But if you look at Jalen Samuels, when he played – and just to your point of you plug and play someone and they're going to be mm-hmm. good. You look at the three games where he was the primary back from weeks 11 to 13, and the numbers are pretty good. I mean, the first game is whatever. It was eleven only 11 rushes, 28 yards, but he also got seven catches for 64 yards, he, so it saves it for that. Yeah. Then the next game against New England, nonetheless, 19 carries for 142 yards, and then two catches for 30 and then the next game he scored, you know, 53 yards with a couple of catches and a touchdown. 
whoever they put in there did well. Mm-hmm. And also, they're not getting Le'Veon carries, right? They're not. No. You saw that 19 was a lot. And, you know, that would be great to say that everyone's going to at least get 20 touches. But we don't really know that yet. And that's why Jalen Samuels is such a, I think, a great pick. I've grabbed him, you know, with like the last pick of a lot of drafts because yep. he's a very, I mean, he was a tight end converted, right? So he's a very talented guy catching the ball as well. I could see um, a you know a world where they use them both right away. Yep i I picked him up in our our league the other night. I feel I feel good about that pick. He's a good late round guy to get. But all right, that's gonna do it for our preseason awards. Sure to send us your hate if you have any. That's fine. We're okay with it. But <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with our mailbag episodes. We answer all your questions. Talk to you guys then. <laughs>